Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. Welcome to the Big Picture in the Kingdom Intelligence Report. I'm your host, Larry Ragland, and this is the third Thursday of the month, and that means none other than the man himself, Stan Deo, is back with us. Got a lot of ground to cover tonight. We're going to talk about the volcano that just exploded in Iceland. What does that mean for the environment, travel, the world? Uh, There's things going on in the Middle East constantly exploding. We're going to talk extensively about that. We cannot take our eyes off of it. Is America being pulled into a war in the Middle East? That and much more on the Kingdom Intelligence Report. Let's go. Well, I tell you what, I'm your host, Larry Rag, and I'm excited because I love when we bring uh, Stan Deo on. And, of course, Stan is one of four great men of God that are here every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on the Kingdom Intelligence Report right here in the big picture you know each and every one of these four men. They are they are legendary on YouTube and in you know the communities that they live in. Paul Begley, Ricky Scaparo of End Time Headlines, Stan Deo is with us tonight. Pastor Mark Carell, uh, pastor from Birmingham, Alabama, and has been to Israel. I don't even know how many times. He's an expert on Israel as well. And uh, they join us every Thursday night. And tonight is Stan Deo. So we welcome to the program once again none other than Stan Deo. And as usual, the crowd goes wild for Mr. Deo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, AI is wonderful. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Well, you're looking good, sir. You're looking good. Uh, everything, I'm sure, is going great out there. It's getting ready for Christmas season at the time of this airing. We're uh, less than a week away, just a few days away from celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, so before we go any further into the deep stuff, Stan, I want to say uh, Merry Christmas to you and Holly and all of your family. Merry Christmas to, to you and Sandy as well. The first thing I want to talk to you tonight uh, uh, to, on this show, because, you know, as we have said before, Sandy and I have mentioned many times that when we see events come up, uh, we immediately think, you know, what is Stan thinking about this? So so my first thing I want to talk to you, and this, of course, is on your show images page, is there is the Iceland volcano uh, has exploded and erupted in pollution warnings uh, for capital after eruption. I want to just, while we're talking here, I just want to show this this video. I'm going to mute it. But this this is some just unbelievable images. So right off the bat, Stan, what, what do you think um, is going on here? Does, is this going to just affect that region, or do you think it's going to affect the globe? It will affect that region. Uh, it's something they've been expecting for a period of time. Um, the, uh, however, Mammoth Lake and uh, Yellowstone, all these are on constant watch. Uh, Mammoth Lake uh, is in the United States here in California. Um, it's it's a different kind of volcano to this one. This is a long fissure that just uh, squeezes out a lot of hot lava. And how would you like to be in the town of Reykjavik there? Yeah. Or, sorry, um, Grindavik, which is a coastal fishing town two and a half miles from the edge of that big flow of lava. Wow. I mean, it's burning everything it touches to a crisp. And so they've evacuated 4,000 people to get it out of the way. 
uh, I mean, 100 to 200 cubic meters per second is how that that thing is moving, and that's fast. That's fast. Um, yeah, and I guarantee you, boy, it's it's going to make a mess of their area. It's not something that they have uh, were, were surprised by. They've been expecting it. Um, I've seen other uh, earthquakes in Iceland uh, around the uh, southern tip as well. Now, when they watch the earthquakes, that tells them basically when they get a concentrated number of them, where the eruption is going to be. Look at the picture in slide 46. Slide 46, okay. Let's see here. Yeah. Slide 46. All right. Here we go. Pick the picture here. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now, we're going to go to this site in a second, but what this picture is showing is a 3D uh, box uh, around that part of Iceland where the eruption is taking place. And underneath it, those white dots are all earthquakes that they suddenly started monitoring, telling them it's coming. Wow. Uh, now, if you click on the, the text of slide 46, um, mm -hmm. that'll take us okay. to the thing where you can actually move it yourself. You see what I'm talking about? Okay. It's loading the model now, and you can reach up there with your mouse when it comes up and okay. uh, grab onto it and just move it. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Wow. It gives you a really good idea of what's under the ground and what's happening above. Oh, my goodness. The, every one of those white dots is an earthquake that they've registered. Yep. Yep. Wow. How, how, far do, how, how far back are they measuring that? You know, I don't know whether the article tells us. I think it's between October 10th and November 19th. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. So, yeah, they've, right. been, they've been talking about that uh, coming. And, um, and then, of course, it has come to fruition. And, of course, this morning... Uh, at the time of this recording, they were talking about on the news that it was already disrupting flights and that they were diverting flights and so forth like that. So I don't know how long that will go on with with ash or whatever that's in the atmosphere. Uh, but you're saying on a local, uh, you know, in the in the near future, it's basically going to be an isolated effect there in that region. Reasonably, uh, you know, isolated that region. Of course, the uh, airborne ash uh, will affect uh, air traffic over the region and into the uh, east, uh, to the east of that region. The the ash poses a problem for the jet turbines, uh, you know, and uh, okay. so they have to fly around it or cancel flights, etc. So it does affect other areas in that respect. Um, th it's one of several volcanic uh, sites on the planet that are active now. And I think there, we're going to see more activity in earthquakes and volcanoes because of the sun itself. I've been warning about this. And what, on the 14th of this month, we had a double coronal mass ejection. One came out as it mm. left. It was there. And then another one came out to catch up with it. So we're going to wow. have like a, you know, an X 2.8 or 3 um, CME from it. And everybody waited, satellites waited, and it disappeared. We don't know where it went. Hmm. <laughs> How about what? that? Yeah. So, um, you know, it goes to CME. The first time I've ever seen that. But um, these CMEs uh, are a result of magnetic ropes inside the uh, the surface of the sun, twisting and throwing out, you know, big loops that break. And then they come at us if they're pointing our direction. This is increasing uh, effects on our magnetic field. It goes in through the polar regions, and you get these exotic, really beautiful uh, polar lights, both north and south, mainly in the north, uh, because of these um, highly activated particles coming from uh, the sun. Uh, these things of uh, the various elements uh, get excited uh, 
one or two levels of electron excitement and they change the color of what they're emitting. And so it's been making some very rainbowy type uh, bursts of, uh, uh, well, Polar lights, I guess, is the easiest way. As far down as Colorado, we've seen them. So that's wow, wow, that's magnificent. Um, and again, being caused by uh, solar activity. Well, I know that we were in the house getting ready one night this week, and all of a sudden, we have Verizon home internet. It just went out. Our phone internets went out. Uh, we had no data on any of the Verizon phones, and I used another hotspot to get online, and uh, it was a massive Verizon issue and multiple people were saying online that it was due to something with the sun and some kind of magnetic wave had hit and it was it was directly affecting Verizon systems. I don't know if you heard that. So it's beginning to happen. No, I didn't hear that exactly on Verizon, but that does explain the uh, well sort of the missing CME when when you have a smoke ring is what it amounts to of charged particles coming from the sun and another one comes in behind it how they combine into a common thing is, you know, a variable. And so maybe it sent, instead of a a normal coronal mass ejection, a magnetic bomb, you know, opened up a, wow. a, a, a cut in the magnetic field of the Earth and just dumped it in. Wow. Uh, and that's not going to be uniform in its effect across the planet. It will be uh, varied places. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's the sun. I mean, the sun is a major driver of the energy in this system. Well, Stan, I want to I want to ask you one more question on this subject on the sun and and different things affecting the magnetic field, and then I want to really dive deep into into Israel and the things that are going on. But um, I don't know if you've heard about this movie. I've done an extensive, con uh, detailed um, information on this movie that has just come out on Netflix called "Leave the World Behind," and this movie is obviously supposed to be fiction, but it is, it's got a lot of people's attention because it's talking about a CME attack against America and how it knocks out the internet, knocks out the GPS system, sets America into chaos. And, and then of course it just snowballs and leaves you hanging at the end, you know, what the chaos would look like if that happened. And there's even a scene in there with this loud, uh, when this loud attack happens, this EME bomb explodes and you need all these people are holding their ears because it's so and people's teeth start falling out, all kinds of stuff. And, of course, you know, the predictive programming that we've talked about so many times on this program, uh, it sort of feels like when you look at the news, you look at the real events, what we're seeing with the sun and what you've covered so many times on your show and uh, Hagman's show, our show, other places. I think it's almost like we're being prepared for a major solar event, a major EMP issue, or even something with um, a weapon or something like that. But it just, uh, I don't know if you've heard of that show, but no. you you might be interested because of what we've talked about V before. Uh, you It might be interesting for you to watch this program, and I would love to for you to watch it. It's got some bad words in it, but, you know, after 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 watching that, I would love to know your feelings if you fe how accurate you felt that was because it's it's right down your your alley. Do you think we're being prepared for something to happen soon, or is that just hype and fear? No, I think it's coming soon. Um, even without the movie, we can look at political events in the world and uh, economic and electoral or political events in this country. 
and you can see that we're on the verge of a, an invasion. Uh, mm. We are being invaded, and they're yes. being put into particular places to hit our nuclear uh, sites and our power mm. generation sites and uh, food distribution, uh, you know, water and gas, all these things. We are so vulnerable here. We have these little boxes called scatter boxes. You know about those? No, tell us about those. Well, scatters are uh, put into uh, neighborhoods where you've got, say, gas or electric. And what a scatter does is it controls, say, in the case of um, gas, natural gas, it controls the pressure in the lines to, you know, to be sure it doesn't go over pressure and blow up houses or under pressure to keep it up where they can supply gas to keep people warm. Now, these devices are, you know, they're put in a little pillbox somewhere in the neighborhood that's probably... Uh, Oh, I'm trying to figure out the size of it. It's somewhat like, uh, you know, the size of the trunk of your car, maybe half that size. Hmm. And it's, it's a vertical thing. And um, it has solar power. And, but if that goes down, if, say, the natural gas one goes down, the pressure in your home will start to build to the point that it will rupture your lines if you don't turn off your gas. So I tell people, if you're on gas um, and the, an EMP pulse hits and things aren't working, grab your wrench, go out and turn the lug that turns off your gas meter. Don't let that pressure build up in your house or it will do like it's done twice now in uh, New England states, blow up several houses, catch them fire, just totally obliterate them from the gas pressure escaping then suddenly exploding. God. So that's, those things are affected by EMP pulses. Wow. Um, you know, and we've been warning various uh, companies and whatever, and we can only supply so much of it uh, in yeah. the short time left. Yeah. But that is an event that is, is going to cause a lot of chaos. Uh, uh, chaos. Now, I don't know if it was in that film or not, but you can certainly send me the link, and I'll have a look at it later. I would definitely send you the link and uh, because I would really, really want to pick your brain on after you see it. And I will send that to you after this recording. And uh, smash that like button if you haven't done that already. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't done that. And uh, speaking of the EMP Shield, you know, I am now an affiliate with EMP Shield. And I'm so honored that it linked down below. You can go and buy your EMP Shield there with the discount code is already there in the description as well. So I'm honored to be a part of your great company, uh, Stan. So, so let's, let's go forward into what I think is heavy on your mind, and you have been preparing us for this. You can even see it in the background behind you. Your mind is on Israel uh, because it looks like with the Houthi rebels uh, trying to, you know, causing major trade to be stopped in the Red Sea, people are afraid that, you know, what this is going to escalate into. And, you know, are we – does that mean that America – is being pulled into this. Just give me your, your just shoot from the hip, Stan. Where, where do you think this has escalated and where is it going? Okay. Now, <clears throat> Biden and his government, the puppet, you know, the puppet masters behind him have a plan and that plan uh, is in sync with the uh, Arab nations, uh, Arab Muslim nations, and particularly with Iran. Iran wants to destroy the United States, calls it the big Satan, and Israel's a little Satan. And obviously, Israel can't function as well as it has been without our, um, you know, Iron Dome missiles right. and various other defense mechanisms we have, including two fleets of, uh, you know, uh, air, aircraft carriers and air wings and things like that to bring down these uh, cruise missiles and things coming from the Houthi rebels uh, down in Yemen. They're another proxy for Iran. Yes. And it's a very complicated issue to watch because uh, 
um, we've had over a hundred attacks and, and you know wounded personnel, American personnel in Iraq yeah. uh, and some in Syria uh, that's been wounded by proxies of Iran, and yet we still are not authorizing our military to go in and get the bad guys. I mean, they blow up a little garage here and there, and there's nothing right. in it. And this is a toothless act by Biden. Yeah. Uh, doesn't want to be you know, seen to have caused uh, you know World War Three coming into election time. Yep. Um, so, and, and of course, I'm not even sure he's aware that there's right. this potential. You know, I mean, he's his cognitive cognitive abilities are rather limited. But anyway, right. um, the the Red Sea about 17 percent of the world's economy goes through that area. Uh, and the Red Sea is where the Houthis are shooting all those uh, drones and uh, cruise missiles they can get their hands on because Iran's been making them now. Yeah. Um, and and uh, these drones that Iran are making are just copies of, of our own drones that we've had mm. probably for 10 years. Um, so we're stationed over there shooting these things down, but we're not at war. Uh, this is crazy. I mean, this is this is going to erupt sooner or later. And I suspect our military guys over there have had it right up to here with our administration, you know, tying their hands uh, because it puts them at risk. Uh, it also is bad for the country. And most of those guys, the leadership of our military over there are MAGAs, you know, MAGA people. Mm -hmm. they, they want to make America great again. They want to defend the country. Right. Now... There are several factors happening here in the Middle East. Um, the Saudi Arabians, Mohammed bin Salman, Prince bin Salman, has, as I've said before, while we've been kind of resting our eyes and not really watching the news closely, he has gathered together 40 nations over there right. into an anti-terrorist league, right? And that's fine. That's fine. You know, let's get rid of the terrorists. But when you... See, their definition of terrorist mm -hmm. against Islam, that's the United States and Israel. They right. formed an army against us. And here, mm. you know, um, uh, Mohammed bin Salman and Jared Kushner, they've been making people or getting people over there, some of the countries, to sign the Abraham Accords. And, and the way they've been doing it is rather uh, clever because uh, Jared Kushner is a very clever man. Um, he, he's been building financial business plans for each solution within each country that he's got to sign the accords. And he'd say, all right, what are your problems? Are they industry? Is it uh, rebels? Or, you know, whatever it is. And they put it into a business plan. Here's how we solve it. We do this, we do that. You comply with these uh, set goals and there will be peace in your country. And, you know, Bob's your uncle, or you know, in other words, it's a done, fee, a done deal. Well, okay. They've been doing this and it's been working. And, and that's why, you know, Jared Kushner is really quite, the number one guy for candidate for Antichrist to the region. He and Mohammed bin Salman between them are the experts on what would possibly make peace in the Middle East. And what he and Mohammed bin Salman are saying now is, okay, let's make peace in Israel by a, um, a, a two-state solution where we have a state of Palestine and we'll get rid of Hamas. I mean, Mohammed bin Salman is saying that. Uh, Jared Kushner in the video you're showing uh, excerpts from there says, let's get rid of Hamas. Let's get rid of Hezbollah. Let's get rid of the Houthis. All the proxies of, of uh, Israel. 
uh, sorry, of Iran against Israel. Let's get rid of them all, and then we'll put in a business plan to reconstruct Gaza after it's been mm. clobbered like this. We'll wow. put in a two $2 billion plan. Mohammed bin Salman's already given $2 billion to Jared Kushner's Middle East Investment Fund to assist with that. And uh, uh, when they do that, they will put in place to the PLA, the Palestinian Liberation Authority, they'll say, okay, here's the business plan. Here are the objectives you've got to meet to, to, for us to keep funding your um, your reconstruction and uh, bringing peace between you and Israel. And, you know, they will do it because the carrot is better than the stick because the right. stick has killed a lot of their people. And watch for that. This is what's going to happen very near future is the cessation of war between Israel and Gaza will, will occur between Hamas and, and uh, Israel will occur. But they're then going to have to reconstruct, re get rid of what they've bombed the crap out of over there in the tunnels. They've got to close them off, all that. Watch for that in the news because uh, what's Mahmoud Abbas, yes. he's the PLA guy. He's going to, he's already stepping forward and saying, look, if Israel will loosen its, uh, its grip uh, you know, on us a bit, and if it will let this two-state solution occur, then we can uh, guarantee that Hamas, you know, will not take over and, and, uh, ruin our elections and come after you again. We'll let the Israelis come in and monitor it. And everybody in the world is going to go, oh, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, before this happens, mm. we may see a nuclear device dropped on Damascus by either the United States or Israel. And that's uh, when the situation gets so dire in Israel or when the United States is threatened so directly that it has to take action to hit Damascus there, which is an Iranian proxy location for all their missiles, bombs, and ammunition. It's sitting right up there above the Golan Heights, you know. It, it, right, it, yes. It's there yes, are sir. 10 known locations, I mean, they're on the map, of where these uh, missiles are stored around Damascus. And the Bible says Damascus is going to become a ruinous heap overnight. Certainly yep. a nuclear device would do that. Who does it? I don't know. Mm. Israel Israel's got its back to the wall. If the United States doesn't, you know, stand up and do what it needs to, then Israel's going to be forced to use its own nuclear devices to stop it because they've been sending flight after flight of IDF, you know, aircraft over and bombing areas around Damascus to get rid of their supplies and their nuclear research. Wow. Now, Iran is funding, you know, the, the transport of and the weapons over to Damascus and Syria. Now, the Syrians are not nice people either. So somebody is, is going to trigger this event. And I don't know whether it's going to be an accident or you know, a planned event, you know, by the, either side. But there is going to be a nuclear device released. I think that's what's going to be the impetus for, okay, let's get mm. settlement right now. We're not going to negotiate over years, weeks, months. If we don't stop this, uh, uh, sorry, Israel is going to bomb Iran and other countries. They've got the nuke. They've got more than, than all their neighbors have together. Yeah. And they're afraid. So, um, so, so you, you're, you're saying you think the nuclear uh, detonation is going to be the accelerant to let's get this so. deal. Okay. I do think so. Well, look at how many nations in the world are, are afraid of nuclear war. I mean, yeah. here in the United States, we're exposed to attack by, you know, terrorists within our country. And you see all these uh, movies, fiction and stuff about somebody sneaking nuclear bombs into America and people go, oh, I hope that doesn't happen. Well, now, of course, the terrorists are everywhere and we're prime targets and that's just us that's not europe i mean the, the the nato countries are exposed so all of this is going to worry the entire planet and and jerusalem will become a burdensome stone just mm. like 
Bible says around Absolutely. you know the people's necks and, and, and the countries of the world. So this is what we've got to watch. Um, and 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 the key players are MBS Mohammed Salman and Jared mm-hmm. Kushner. Um, there on my show images page, which you've been showing links to, there are several articles you've you've clicked a link on them. And right now, the uh, the Minister of Defense for Saudi Arabia, who has a long name, I forget what it is. Anyway, uh, he's in slide forty nine. Yeah. He is is uh, using his ability to um, influence Israel into the peace agreement with Gaza immediately, using uh, the price of oil and various other things that the Saudis have control over. Now, the Saudis, the Chinese, and the Russians have all gotten together and agreed to uh, limit the the uh, supply of oil to the world, which is driving oil prices up. And for the United States, that's the death knell because you know oil is the lifeblood of running this country. Uh, there are just so many things in this picture in the Middle East that affect the world, uh, human activity, and of course, then the, the, the solar activity we've been talking about. Yeah. And, and the sun has been, um, uh, yeah, there you go, that how Saudi Arabia could use its leverage in Gaza. So the Saudis, they're the elephant in the room over there. You know, right. they're, they're in control, and that's Mohammed bin Salman, which brings me back again to potential candidates for antichrist and false prophet <laughs> yes Mohammed yes you know and you, you can't help but see it um so this tells me that the rapture is probably pretty close sometime or other here because uh this opinion this identity of these guys identifying them as you know the bad guys can't be allowed to spread it worldwide it'll screw up satan's plan so right well you know i, I it's sort of like um you know Mohammed bin Salman, he he's he is so powerful and he wants to be this figure, but I think he's sort of liking that nobody's talking about him right now. He, it's like he's just sort of working secret deals behind the scenes. Everybody's talking about Gaza. They're talking about Hezbollah. They're talking about Iran. They're really not talking about Saudi Arabia. But But what you're saying is really the main player in the moving and shaking of all of this is – Saudi Arabia, and yeah. are, are are they trying to be stealth until a a, a, a coming moment where they're going to come out on the scene? Because even people, when you watch when you watch even people that are alternate news, nobody's talking about Saudi Arabia right now. Is that right? No. Yeah. But you, you, you're the main one, <laughs> and you're telling everybody, don't take your eyes off of Saudi Arabia. Let's not forget, you know, all that happened to our country back in two thousand one. In Saudi Arabia and all this, but yeah. but you're you're saying uh, the one that you know nobody's really hardly talking about is the one that's the key player here. Yeah, he's uh, he's very quiet about what he says publicly, but uh, his defense minister and uh, Jared Kushner and him they they get together, and right now uh, Jared Kushner's been over in Gutter meeting with the Gaza people mm. or, or with the uh, Hamas people, sorry, and. Uh, you, He's got his finger on the pulse of what's causing the problem. They're over there negotiating how this peace treaty is going to work. And Israel's going to have to comply with it at some point, uh, being forced to because of its dependence on uh, support from the United States and uh, its relationship to you know, Saudi Arabia, which is so big and on their doorstep there. It'll be a compromise, and uh, it'll be a bad one. But um, yeah, that's, so, that's so in- – the interesting thing to me in all this is – the constant of Jared Kushner. I yeah. mean, it's like, okay, 
Donald Trump is not the president. He he may become the president again. And I see one of the things on your on your uh, show images page here that's just fascinating. Jared Kushner could become Secretary of State in second term. And no, that's not a joke. I mean, so so yeah, it's just pretty amazing. But but my question is this: I mean, really, he's who is he right now? What? Why is he over there negotiating deals when? Where is his power coming from? I mean, he, his, his dad's not the president. This is crazy. Or his father-in-law. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, father-in-law. Um, yeah, father-in-law. Sorry. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a marvelous thing to watch because when you look back and try to find the history of the Kushner family, it goes back only uh, two generations to Granddad, who came over from Europe after the war, and their family name was Berkowitz, and mm. they changed it to Kushner. Now, mm. Kush is the is um, Iran in, yes. in the where the river ran around in the Garden of Eden tale, and. Uh, <laughs> Itself defines itself. I mean, the borders of, of uh, Iran, all around the border cities, there's Kashan, uh, Kishan, Kush, Kushan, all these K names, which wow. were cities on the outskirts of ancient land of Kush during the time of Nimrod. Um, mm. And so why would they choose a name like that? Think about I mean, it. Yeah. Um, and they're very wealthy. I mean, they're they're also dishonest in business. But anyway, the, the Kushner family here have been... Um, you know, gaining a lot of intelligence and power with their money. And young Jared has become the uh, the star of the family with his education and he's uh, using uh, economic models in his uh, uh, university studies or whatever to make uh, business plans. Business plans can also be made like war plans, if you want to look at it that way. Mm. They're a plan, plan of action. Uh, and it's uh, to come out winning. How do you do it? And the so a business plan is a, a nice way for him to say, "I'm making war plans," you know, so that the, right. the Arabs can win. And um, he he's he, look. If you see that video on uh, that you put the, the slides up from on slide fifty two, if you click on the the text, it goes to the video. It's too long to watch now, but it is worth watching, and you'll see what I'm saying. You'll go, "Wow, this young man's the got it all together." Sorry, yeah. Okay, it's yeah, it's, it's interview with Kushner, and it goes mm. for a while. So, okay. but uh, it's worth watching just to get a feel for this young man who is now uh, amassing knowledge on how to bring peace to the Middle East in an area that has been plagued with warfare between people for thousands of years over land rights back wow. to the time of Abraham. Another Amazing. interesting thing: uh, Abraham was given rights to the land of Israel, but it didn't stop at the Jordan River. It went all the way over to the Euphrates. Yes. Okay. And the Psalm uh, 84 war, when it finishes, apparently Israel will regain that property. Yep. And that'll, that'll, that'll irritate a lot of people over there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but but that's, that's on the doorstep again as well. It just, um, it's, wow. it's just... It's just crazy to me that this man uh, who most people, including myself, never knew he existed, until his father-in-law became president. And all of a sudden, he's just seems like he's out of ev everywhere. He's right there in the middle of everything. And now, of course, you know, Biden's the president. And, you know, his family's not in the White House. But yet this guy is still in the Middle East negotiating peace and treaties. I mean, it's just really, really suspicious. 
and you know uh, it's it's fortuitous i think satan controlled this somehow or another but to him to have a father-in-law who wrote the art of the deal right. to learn from him i mean wow exactly. think about it uh, <laughs> what an interesting coincidence yes um you know in northern israel uh, up there's a there's an arm of israel that goes up like this here's uh, lebanon and the mediterranean here's this this arm in northern Israel, and here's the Golan Heights, and here's Damascus over here. Uh, in 1989, um, uh, I visited a kibbutz there to uh, to visit with an uh, uh, Israeli IDF naval officer to give him some plans and information ahead on a new way for a silent propulsion system for their submarines and torpedoes. And we, we held the meeting uh, in like a day room, a common room there at a kibbutz in the northern part. Now, if you click on slide 37 on the picture, you can see where this kibbutz, uh, kibbutz was and is located. Um, it's um, in Israel and it's called uh, Manara or Minara, spelled both ways. And uh, you can see it there where it says Manara right in the center. If you click on that and zoom that map up, okay. yeah. you'll see that green, dark green stretch underneath the word Manara. Well, yes. Manara is, is on the top of that green stretch, which is a cliff that this is a valley here in Lebanon on this side and yeah. a cliff. This is Israel here in this protection. Okay. This place has already gotten six missiles uh, hit it from yeah. uh, from uh, uh, oh, somewhere in this area here in the, in the in the sorry, in the Levant. I'm just trying to see it here. But anyway, um, and the interesting thing about it is this kibbutz was formed originally, the founding fathers of it. One of them was Isaac Rabin, former prime minister of Israel. Oh, yeah. He was assassinated, oh, yeah. uh, you know, in 96, 95, something like that. Um, and uh, I, I found it interesting because we were sitting there and uh, talking about this uh, with the naval guy. And he was saying that um, Isaac Rabin, when he was up at the kibbutz occasionally, he, even he washed dishes in the kibbutz. You know, wow, it wasn't, wow. you know, he was just one of the guys. Anyway, so, yeah, while I was there that night, uh, slept after I met with the Navy guy, down that hill, uh, if you look at slide 38, look at the picture. There, There's two top okay. shots of that with Google Earth. You can see how that cliff goes all the way down you know, mm. into the Lebanon there. See, wow. it's a tall hill. And yes. so we were up at the top of it, and I was sleeping on the edge close to that uh, that valley or to that wall going down, that cliff. And that night, several hundred Christians were, were killed in a fight with Muslims there in wow. Lebanon, just right down there. I didn't even hear it, but they were having gunfire and killing each other. Now, of course, uh, after 19, what was it, 89, many years after that, they're shooting missiles at that area. Just... Mm. An interesting, you know, kind of thought. I, I, I was there. And Boy, I tell you, you, you just, you know, it just angers me so much when people, uh, you know, all the stuff that's going on, the anti-Israel sentiment, whether you are anti-Zionism or whatever. It, look, you got to stop it. These people, the commitment that you have to have to the Jewish land to live there, knowing what you have to go through to live there, is unlike anybody has to do anywhere in the world. I mean, no one is surrounded like these people. No one is hated like these people. Their life is consumed with looking over their shoulder, listening for sirens. I mean, like you're saying, 
missiles flying all the time. You know, it, to us, it's something on a news article. It's their life. I mean, and, 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 and you know, I, in my opinion, Stan, I, I'm sure you feel the same way. There's so much evidence, so much scientific evidence, so much archaeological evidence for the, for the realness and existence of God. But to me, Israel itself, that how it was came back, how they came back, how they became a nation again, the fulfillment of all those prophecies, and the fact that it even still exists as a nation is enough proof that there's a God. Yeah, and he has a plan, and it's unfolding. Uh, yes. Yeah, definitely. I was watching a, a, a documentary on uh, Fox Nation, I think it was, about Israel. And uh, they were interviewing one of the settlers. Now, you think of settlers, okay, they go out and they build a house, okay, and raise some crops. These settlers, we talked to some, or they talked to someone in the documentary that was like, had been there 20 years in various outposts away from Jerusalem. They were out in the boonies, right? One lady said, we lived uh, for half of that time for uh, of the 19 to 20 years, we lived in a trailer and we had no water, no power. Mm. And, and, you know, they had to supply their own holes for their, for their waste, you know, and, you know from food wow. and biology and whatever. And now that, I mean, mm. even her kitchen was outside it to, to this day, uh, wooden, things built up under shelter and everything, but that was her cooking outside. And the home wasn't that uh, huge at all. Um, so they really uh, are like yeah. the American pioneers. You know, you go out there and you, and you dig for water and, and hope to get it. And then when you get it, then you got to protect your property from, you know, Arab terrorists that are coming. They yeah. do that occasionally. You, you've seen that. Yes. Um, and so I, I, I just, I marveled at that. I mean, I, like you, I, I, I looked at the news and says, okay, the settlers were attacked or, you know, settlers are, are, are making the desert bloom again. Then you look at the details of it. It didn't happen overnight. And right. it didn't happen without a lot of sacrifice on their part. Yes. I mean, I thought to myself, how would I like to go to the bathroom in a, in a bucket outside and go bury it somewhere and, you know, uh, hope I get some water and can filter it through a sock or something that's drinkable. Mm. I mean, I, and it gets cold in the desert, you know. Yes. Just, yes. Uh, it it uh, gave me a new appreciation for those settlers that have gone back to Israel and are rebuilding, reclaiming the land. Yeah. Oh, Lord. There, there, there is a God. He is real. Uh, gee, you know, one of the things that, you know, uh, at the time of this recording, you know, we're, we're in the Christmas season. And I saw, I saw a, a meme the other day that said, you know, in just a matter of days— the whole world will acknowledge a Jewish man born of a Jewish woman who lived in Israel, who speaks of Israel on the accounted story, was born in Bethlehem, was raised a Jew, practiced as a Jew, proclaimed himself to be the Messiah as a Jew, and the whole world's going to celebrate it, but then they're going to be anti-Israel and to deny the existence <laughs> of Israel. But yet the whole world is celebrating a Jewish man. I mean, it is just unbelievable how crazy people have become. They've got a delusion or something. They don't see everything. I mean, they're just one-eyed, one sight. Yes. And it's not the right way. No, no. I, I couldn't believe we were watching on the TV on the universities and stuff and these anti-Jewish parades and flags. I mean, Kristallnacht, you know, in Germany was like this. I, I, mm. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it doesn't take a, a child of God by surprise. It, it shocks us, but we know that the Word of God tells us these kind of things are coming. 
We know that the apple of God's eye is Israel. Uh, no, we're not saying everything that Israel's ever done as a nation has been correct, perfect, and godly. Uh, neither is our nation, neither has any nation. But the reality is this, what Stan and I are saying, you can agree to disagree if you want to, but you're agreeing to disagree with the Word of God. The Word of God, the Abrahamic covenant blessing, is eternal. And when children of God in the New Testament, because of Jesus, we are grafted into that covenant. And God still loves his people, and, he's, and, and we're grafted into that vine. And all of these things that we talk about on this channel and other channels that many of you watch and follow that deal with end times prophecy, the future, the millennial reign, the tribulation period, the Antichrist, all of that is in Israel. It's all taking place right there. It's not taking place in America. It's not taking place in Russia. It's not taking place in China. It's not taking place in Taiwan and all these other places. It's happening in Israel. That little tiny sliver of land that the whole world is debating on who it really belongs to. Well, if you're a reader of the Word of God, there's no debate about it. We know you said it earlier. You know, we're talking about just the 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 map that was drawn out by the United Nations and even the you know, you depending on what map you look at, it's it's even smaller than than what Israel claims. But when you look at the biblical terms, if they were to really take what God gave them, it's basically the Middle East. But uh, but you know, they're happy to just live in peace with the little sliver of land that they've got. But their enemies are not happy with that. But Stan, as we wind the show down, we're also winding down a year, and uh, you know, we're getting ready to go into twenty twenty four. It's hard to believe that this year is already come and gone. It is of my belief that 2024, and I'll, all I have to go on is my gut and just news items that I'm following and researching, I believe 2024 is going to be one of the most volatile years that we have experienced globally. Uh, and, and and I also believe it's going to be a fast track on many of the agendas of Agenda 2030 and things like that. So uh, as we wind down this program, and this is the last time you'll be with us in this year, next time you'll be with us in 2024, do you have any kind of things that we need to be looking for in 2024? What is your gut about that year? Is there some things that you feel like is going to happen in 24? Well, you know, I, I think we're going to see civil war erupt. We're going to see uh, land invasion of the United States uh, by terrorists from uh, Iran. Mm or proxies of Iran. I see that um, that uh, martial law may be declared in this country uh, as a result of the civil disobedience, uh, rightly so, but anyway. Uh, and um, I see that uh, Russia and China and perhaps Iran will get together eventually and destroy the United States, especially its capability to back up and supply uh, much needed supplies to Israel against its enemies. That's 24 is gonna fulfill or, uh, you know, start fulfilling a lot of the major prophecies of the tribulation period, I believe. In fact, we could even see the tribulation period start in 2024. Wow. So it's it's important, I think, not only for your own personal safety, prepare and all that kind of stuff, but it's important to prepare friends, neighbors, and family that are sitting on the fence about whether to believe Jesus and the need to be saved by his blood into an everlasting life. It is a time when we must figure out ways to share videos like of this show and other shows with these family or friends and say, look, I know you might think I'm crazy, but look at the current events in this and you don't have much time left. 
to make your peace with the good Lord. It's time. Wow. And to gently help them uh, into the walk, onto the path. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's what I love about you, Stan. No matter what you see happening in the world, you always point back, people back to Jesus. And and that's what we that's why we call this the Kingdom Intelligence Report. We don't want to just call it the Intelligence Report. Uh, you can get that anywhere. We want the Kingdom Intelligence Report. That when we look in and see the signs of the times and all the things that are happening, we filter it through our hope in Jesus Christ, and yes. um, and that is what is most important above all. Uh, that's more important than who the Antichrist is. Six six six. You know, fill in the blank. Jesus Christ is the most important decision that in your life that you can ever make. If you don't believe anything that either one of us say on this program, you've got to deal with that issue. Who is Jesus Christ to you? Is he a historical figure? Was he a good teacher? Was he a lunatic or was he Lord? And if he was Lord, and if he and if he is who he really said he was, and I believe he is, and I believe the record has stated that uh, over time, then he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he is none of this is catching him by surprise. He is getting ready to take us with him, come back to us, and all of the things fulfilled. So, Stan, I want to show everybody your website um, where you can go and watch. People can go and watch the program. Uh, not only on our program, but also you are a regular on Doug Hagman's program, one of the greatest programs out there. And then, of course, you can also see wherever he's going to be. He's a regular with us. He's a regular with Doug Hagman. you got all the other links that are available there. And then, of course, the famous show images page that we use each and every month that we're here. And as I said earlier to those that are watching, uh, if you would like to get your own EMP shield for your house like Sandy and I have, or for your cars, your vehicles. Now you are also helping industries and and whatever it is. There's a there is an EMP shield for you, and there's a link down below in the description where you can go and get a discount and help our program out. As crazy as this sounds to even say this, I'll see you next year, Stan. Okay, Lord willing. <laughs> Lord willing. Amen. <laughs> to the Big Picture family, thank you for joining us on. The Kingdom Intelligence Report with Standale. Don't forget, down below in the link is a direct link to Standale.com. You can click there. You can learn more about his uh, ministry. You can buy his videos, DVDs, books. I mean, him and Holly have both got everything you need to understand the world that you're living in. And, of course, your research can be done there on the Show Images page. Go further about the things that we've talked about. Do your own research. And I love that he provides the links there for you. Uh, if you have not already smashed that like button, do that now. Subscribe to our channel. If you're new to our channel, help us big, build the Big Picture family. Nothing helps us more than smashing that like button, hitting that subscribe button. If you'd like to become a partner with our program, all you have to do is go to LarryRaglin.com, and uh, you, can, uh, you can help us become a voice in this moment. We appreciate everybody. Merry Christmas from Sandy and I, and we'll see you on another episode of The Big Picture, whether it be Bible study, Kingdom Intelligence Report, or a Monday Night Big Picture Live, or breaking news when it happens. And we want to remind you that we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. God bless.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.